The poor people of Loreto in Baja California have been hit hard by the COVID-19 virus shutdown, and they need food. Friendship with God is delivering food directly to their homes. Go to www.friendshipwithgod.org and look for the Loreto Need banner to donate or call 619-599-1104. God bless you. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. That's what's going on in Moses' heart, because Moses' heart broke for the Jewish people. He had a broken heart for the Jewish people, and as we said, this is remarkable because for his whole life he has not lived with the Jewish people, he's been separated from them, he's been, he's been separated. You know, when, when Jacob went to go bless his sons and he got to Jacob, he said, this is, the, this, is the one, this is the son who was separated from his brethren because Jacob, because Joseph, Jacob was referring to his son Joseph, and Joseph had lived the majority of his life separated from his family in, 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 in Egypt, as we know from the history of Joseph. So he, here, but here's Moses, who was even more separated from his people, but just like Joseph, who was separate from his brethren, never forgot his brethren, and his heart was broken for him. Even so, more, Moses, who was more separate from his brethren, his heart broke for his Jewish people. And that's a picture of the Apostle Paul. And Paul really captures what's going on in Moses' heart. And he captures, Moses, Paul captures what was going on in Joseph's heart when he was in Egypt in Romans 9, 1 through 3 where Paul said, I say the truth in Christ. I lie not, my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. And he's talking about the Jewish people. So that's the heart of Paul. That was the heart of Joseph when he was separated from his people. And that's the heart of Moses when he was separated from his people. And that's the key to understanding why he gave his son Gershom well, he gave him that name, stranger, refugee, because he had a great heaviness. There was always this burden, this continual sorrow in his heart that even though 
And keep in mind, in Paul's case here, when he writes this in Romans 9, he has just come off of the great pinnacle in Romans 8 where he's talking about the love of God and nothing can separate me from the love of God. And he goes through a list and he says, nothing, nothing, angels, no, life, death, nothing can separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. But then he says, but even though I have this great assurance, this great security, and I'm so happy, I still have, I have to confess to you, a great heaviness and a continual sorrow in my heart for the Jewish people. And Moses was that way. He wanted to see the Jewish people saved. And that's when we get to Romans 10.1, where Paul just put it just as simply as he could when he said in Romans 10.1, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. And Moses said, Moses was saying in his heart, in his prayer to God, his heart's desire for the Jewish people is that they might be saved from the Egyptians. That was the same heart. And Joseph also, when he was in Egypt, the first thing he said through the interpreter to his brothers, who didn't know his brothers, is, is when they came back, when they came back, he said, is, is your father well? Meaning, is my father well? But is your father well? Because of this desire, because Moses wanted to go to the Jewish people so that they could be delivered. And even though it was a risk for his own life, and it was, because the last thing that happened, there was a, there was a warrant for his, he was wanted, dead or alive, and dead would be better than alive, as far as the Egyptian and Pharaohs were concerned. It was a risk for his life, but to go back into Egypt among the Egyptians, and, and, it, and, and he wasn't going to go back to a people that loved and accepted him, he was going back to a people that rejected him, but he wanted to go, and he and it so burned in his heart that when his first born, when his son was born, he said, "Stranger, I'm a, this is not where I should be. It's strange here. I'm in a strange land among a strange people. I'm not where I should be. I've got to go to where I need to be." You know what? That's a picture of freeze that picture. Freeze that picture in your mind of Moses just in that state there, wanting to go back to the Jewish people and considering the follow about this first. He wanted to go back. Moses wanted to go back to the Jewish people because that was the will of God for Moses. The will of God for Moses was to go back to the Jewish people, and Moses was miserable because he wasn't in the will of God until he was going back to the Jewish people. Apply that to our own lives. God has a will and a purpose for each one of us in our lives. And he has a way, as we draw close to him, to make it known whether we're in the will of God or not in the will of God by making it miserable for us, by making it feel like we're in a strange place among a strange people when we're not among the people and in the place that God has called us to be. And in the case of Moses, it was back in Egypt to deliver the Jewish people. And so also, just as Moses wanted to go back to the Jewish people who rejected him, he would knew that. He was not going back to a people who, who, who were accepting of him, but the last thing he had seen, they had rebuffed him and mocked him. Just like that. Just like Moses wanted to go back to the Jewish people who rejected him, so the believer who has God's heart for the Jewish people wants to continue to keep on going back to the Jewish people who reject the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, it's an enigma. When you look at the believer who has a love for the Jewish people and he goes to the Jewish people and they say, 
things that are, that are terrible about the Lord Jesus Christ, or they slam the door, or they, they, they anyway, they say many things. And then afterward, he, 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 he may get mad, he may get angry, the believer, but yet he sits there and he says, I gotta go back. I gotta go back, because I, until I get back and engage with the Jewish people and to try to deliver them from their own sin, I feel like I'm in a strange land in a strange place, and it might be a wonderful place, but still there's this burning desire. That's, that's the picture here. It's the picture of Moses wanting to go back to the Jewish people who had rejected him. Then, consider it also as we just sort of implied here. Moses, he could have had a lot more comfortable life in Midian rather than to go to the Jewish people. I mean, things were looking up for Moses. It wasn't so bad. I mean, he's got a wife. He's got a, the beginning of a family here. I mean, he's got the, uh, in, in a prominent family, the priest of Midian. I mean, you know, what's, what's not to like? But, but yet, Moses he, he, he wants to go back and leave that comfortable life to, uh, to go to the Jewish people. And that's the way it is with the believer who has a heart, God's heart for the Jewish people. They could have a lot more comfortable life not going to the Jewish people. The believer with God's heart for Israel, for the Jewish people, could do a lot better things with his time than having doors slammed in his face by people who are just seem dead set to reject the Lord. But why does he do it? Why does the believer go to the Jewish people who reject the Lord Jesus Christ and he finds himself just like the Lord Jesus Christ, of whom it was written in John 1.11? He came unto his own, and his own received him not. You can hear the slam of the door there. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. In other words, and when a believer, when a uh, when a believer goes to the Jewish people, then he, then he finds the same thing. They didn't receive the Lord Jesus Christ. They won't receive the Jew, the believer if he talks about the Lord Jesus Christ. Received him not, but they go, but they go because it's a calling of God. Because it's a it's a love to be among the people and to try to deliver them like Moses had. Now, just as Moses, he felt a stranger away from the Jewish people, and he felt that he was where he should be when he was with the Jewish people. That is strange. That is strange, but that's what we have by the testimony of, of, of uh, his son being named Gershom. And so it's the same with the believer. The believer with God's heart from the Jewish people, he just feels out of place. He feels out of place. He feels strange when he's not bringing the gospel to the Jewish people. And when he does, it just feels right. And when they're... It, when he's engaging Jewish people, and he's engaging them with an intentional friendship with the goal of seeing that person, that individual, that friend rescued by the gospel from being lost for eternity. And the believer just feels at home going to the Jewish people, bringing them the gospel, and he finds himself just like the Lord Jesus Christ, of whom it was written in Luke 4.16, these very important phrase, it says about the Lord Jesus, and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for it to read. As his custom was, the, Jew, the, the, the believer 
He feels at home when he's going to bring the gospel to the Jewish people. He finds himself just like, this is, this is what I should be doing. This is my habit. This is my custom. Just like Paul, it says here in, in uh, Acts 17, 2 through 3, it says, And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the Scriptures, opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this same, and that this Jesus, whom I preach unto you, is Christ. See, these phrases, they teach us something when it talks about the Lord Jesus, as his manner was, when it talks about Paul, as his custom was. What's it showing there? It's showing there that, that, that their life felt right. Their life wanted this habit to be in their life of going to the Jewish people, even though they reject, but yet nevertheless going to bring the lost Jewish people the gospel that's able to bring them home to God, that's able to make them a friend of God, that's able to rescue them from being lost for eternity. And so it just feels right, and they made it a part of their lives, and they said, when I do this, I am where I should be. Now, just as Moses, Moses wanted to be called by God. When this happened here at the burning bush, here in this passage we're in right now, and God said, I send you to the Jewish, to the Jewish people, to Israel, Moses, he looked within himself and he said, that's what I want. That's what I want with my life. I want to be called by God to go to the Jewish people. And so the believer with God's heart for the Jewish people, he wants to be called by God to go to the Jewish people. The Jewish people, the Jewish people need the gospel, and he knows that. And the, the believer, he hears in his, in his Bible. The believer hears in his Bible as he's reading, and he hears God reaching out and calling for volunteers to go to the Jewish people. He's, he puts himself in the place of Isaiah the prophet who, who, who heard God call out for volunteers in Isaiah 6, 8 through 9. Also, it reads about Isaiah, he said this, also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. And he said, go and tell this people. And the believer who has a heart for God's people, for the Jewish people, he wants to be called. He wants to be called as Isaiah was. He wants to be called as Moses was and be sent as Isaiah and Moses were to the Jewish people. And also, just as Moses knew that God was sending him to the Jewish people, there was no question about it. When God said, I send, come therefore, and behold, I send you to Israel, to the, to the children of Israel. So he knew that God was sending him to the Jewish people. So the believer with God's heart for Israel, for the Jewish people, he sees the Bible, and he sees in the Bible God's God's description of the condition of the Jewish people, and that description is with one word, lost. They're called in the Bible, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And he sees that condition there. He also sees God's love for them. He sees so clearly when he reads in Deuteronomy, when Moses says, the Lord set his love upon you, he sees God's love for them, and he knows that God wants 
because to save who he loves. And so the believer knows this, and so he knows that, it, that, that when he carries the gospel of life to the Jewish people, that he is, he is, he is the, the, the means of God's love to them. And that believer feels just within himself that his primary goal of his life is to bring the gospel to the Jewish people. That's the primary goal of his life. And that's just as the Lord Jesus Christ did. That's exactly what it's written of him in Matthew 15, 24, where we read these words. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And so when, when the Lord Jesus Christ looks at his life and he says, what's the goal? What's the purpose of your life? He comes off with this mission statement where he says, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And the, and the believer who has God's heart for Israel looks at his life and he says, I just know deep within me that I, have, that I am like the Lord Jesus Christ and God has sent me primarily, not exclusively, but primarily to reach to, to reach the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And when the believer is bringing the gospel to the Jewish people, he feels that God is pleased with him. He feels, now I know that God is happy with what I'm doing. And he fe when he reads in Isaiah 52, verse 7, he feels like it could be talking about me. And Isaiah 52, 7 says, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publishes salvation, that saith unto Zion, thy God reigneth. So he says, he looks at this verse, the believer looks at this verse, and, God, and he says, you know, it's tough to walk down this street and to go up to that door and to knock on that door with the mezuzah on it. But you know what? And my feet hurt. And God looks at you and, and he hears God say, your feet are beautiful. Your feet are beautiful because you know what you're doing with your feet? You're bringing good tidings. You're bringing good tidings, good tidings. That's what the angel said. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all men. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. That's great news, great news that the Lord has come. It's great news when the, when the, when the believer who with God's heart for the Jewish people says to the Jewish people, the, the Lord Jesus Christ, Israel, Jewish people, behold your God. That's great news, good tidings, and publishes peace, peace. Look, there is no peace. We all know that. The Bible says that. There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. The wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, casting up mire and dirt. There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. So there's no peace in the heart, no shalom, no peace in the heart. But what does the message of the gospel bring? The gospel brings the message of uh, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Great news. How? Because the great need of the sacrifice, the sinless sacrifice, has been met. God did it. That's great news that bringeth good tidings of good. This is good. There's nothing better than this news. And then it says that publishes salvation. And that's the word from which the word Yeshua, Jesus is. So it publishes, publishes salvation from God. 
Salvation from God. Is it great news for someone to come and read somebody their crime sheet and say you deserve hell? No, that's not the great news. The great news is the next part of that, which says, but God has forgiven because of the cross. The cross paid it all. And therefore, it's salvation. And that says, and it says there, and that saith unto Zion, saith unto the Jewish people, thy God reigneth. Thy God became a man. Thy God became the Lamb of God, which took away the sin of the world, as John put it in John 1, 29. Now, now also, the picture we've been looking here of Moses, consider this. Moses felt this, he felt deep inside himself this sense of inadequacy. He felt inadequate. He just looked at himself and he says, you know, I'm just not able. I do not have the ability to be God's messenger to the Jewish people. And he reflected that when he said, you know, that that's what he said here. He says, he says, he says um, uh, who am I that I should do this? You know, uh, that I should bring the, 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 that I should, you know, God says, I'm gonna send you. And Moses says, who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? So in other words, when he said that in Exodus 3.11, he's really looking deep down within his soul, within, and he says, he says, me? I am inadequate. I don't have the ability. That's exactly how the believer feels who seeks to go to the Jewish people. He feels so inadequate. Uh, me, I should go to the people of God. I should go to the people from whom the Bible came. I should go to the people from whom the Messiah should come. I feel so inadequate, so unable to, but that's okay because there was no greater deliverer apart from the Lord Jesus Christ, then Moses was, and he had the same feeling, and that is normal, and that's exactly how the believer feels. But just as Moses also, he looked within himself, he says, I am inadequate. And the other thing he said, is, as we're seeing here, is that Moses didn't know what to say. It's that Moses didn't know what to say. He says, he says there, he said, when he goes in, he says, I'll, God said, I'll be with you. And, and Moses says, you know, what shall I say? What is his name? What shall I say unto them? He didn't know what to say. And that is the believer who seeks to go to the Jewish people, seeks to have a conversation with the lost Jewish person, starts off and has absolutely no clue at all what he's gonna say. But what's he doing? He's relying on God. He is relying on God, just like Moses was relying on God, for help, and he finds that in the middle of the conversation, that in the middle of the encounter, in the middle of the engagement with the Jewish person, all of a sudden, the words come that he should say. And Isaiah says, that's exactly what it says in Isaiah 50, verse four, where it says, the Lord God, and just picture that. The believer is talking to the Jewish person, doesn't know what he's gonna say. He's looking for a break in the action. He's studying, he's listening, he's thinking about everything the Jewish person is saying to him, and all of a sudden it comes to him, and he can say the words to God of Isaiah 50, verse four. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that's weary. He wakeneth morning by morning. He wakeneth my ear to hear as the learned. So all of a sudden, it's the Lord God that's given him the what to say. Now, also with this picture that we have here of Moses, just as God promised Moses he would be especially with him, he said, certainly I'll be with you as you go to the Jewish people. That's what God promises the believer who goes to the Jewish people, that he promised them his presence. 
Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, and lo, I am with you, even unto the ends of the world. In other words, he's saying, I'll be with you. I will especially be with you. I know that you're going to a difficult people, and therefore I will be all the more with you. That's a great promise. So it's the same thing. It's the same thing that Moses felt as what happens to the believer who sets his heart to go to the Jewish people, and that's where the adventure starts. That's where the excitement starts. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711-330, Santee, California. Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. The poor people of Loreto in Baja California have been hit hard by the COVID-19 virus shutdown, and they need food. Friendship with God is delivering food directly to their homes. Go to www.friendshipwithgod.org and look for the Loreto Need banner to donate or call 619 599 1104. God bless you.